Hi, Noon. Hi, Noon. It's time for the AltaCast. This trippy music you hear in the back is new and different Kope. Kope Sweet Rice. The Japanese Bjork. Crazy high-pitched noises. Squeaky chairs. Everything's going to be all right. I will be joined soon by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. But before we get that far in, welcome to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I will be joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. We are here. I am here at the Mutiny Radio Studios. We're actually streaming live again. All of that worked out thanks to our fabulous tech team, Naomi and Richard. God bless you and all the good work you're doing for pro bono. So, hey, guys, if you can press that donate button on the website and give us five bucks, then I can give it to my tech people who work for free. Who would do that? Who would do that? Well, people that love and respect free speech here in the Mission District of San Francisco. Gonna talk about what do you think? If you're a regular AltaCast listener, what do you think? Now, I'll bet you five bucks on the donate button. Yeah, uh, rape allegations with our president. Uh, what? Right? What? Of course, why not? That's the world we live in now. Yeah, our president can be accused of rape. What? Uh, it's astounding to me that this is uh, real life. I mean, I'm getting high all the time. Actually, when I was smoking pop this morning, I literally thought about how if I wasn't sort of smoking tons of weed and disassociating a little bit, this is really, really scary. We are in a crazy world. Remember when Clinton just, you know, fucked her with a cigar? I mean... And, you know, he was, he's, it brings up the condition of power and what that means and what people do and whether it's forced or whether it's, I don't think with Monica Lewinsky, it wasn't forced. She was a willing participant. It wasn't, it was, so it, that's a completely different situation. But in that situation, we, every, everyone got up in arms about it. Seriously. I mean. The issue isn't sex. The issue is consent. Like, we, uncon, unconsenting women speaking their truth about what a man in position of power did. And, you know, that's it's, it's scary stuff that, hey, I grew up in the 90s when consent, like, I... So, well, let's read some of the things. Uh, I have them all up. I'm excited. I mean, I'm not excited. It's terrible. This is terrible. Uh, this is from the New York Intelligencer. Uh, this sounds crazy, but Trump's rape denial might not be true. It's, I love all the double negatives. This denial might not be true. <laughs> Asked by reporters about E. Jean Carroll's accusation that President Trump raped her, Senator Lindsey Graham replied, he's denied it. 
That's all I needed to hear. This seems like an inappropriately high level of credibility to grant a man who has made over 10,000 documented false statements just since taking office. Even aside from the president's general propensity to lie, though, there are a number of reasons to disbelieve his denial of this specific charge. Trump began his denials by claiming he had never met this person in my life. This denial was pre-refuted by a photographer that New York ran with the story, showing the two of them together. He proceeded, proceeded to insist, she's not my type. Even aside from the insinuation that Trump does have a type of woman he would rape, this denial echoed a line he has used before. After Jessica Leeds charged that Trump had groped her on an airplane, a story Leeds shared with four people at the time of her alleged incident, Trump publicly dismissed her with the same argument. Believe me, you would not be my first choice. I can tell you that. Trump also privately used the same argument to dismiss allegations that he slept with Stormy Daniels. Trump called her story a hoax. <laughs> I can't do his voice on just one word. And as the Washington Post reporter last reported last year, the president even has griped to several people that Daniels is not the type of woman he finds attractive. Trump turned out to have signed checks compelling Daniels to keep quiet. Not even his most fervent defenders still deny she had relations with him. So it would seem a little strange for Trump to be now refuting the false allegation by using the same terms he previously employed to refute a true one. For that matter, one might also consider the fact that 16 other women have made credible charges against Trump of sexual assault or other inappropriate touching. Trump was caught on a live mic bragging about his regular habit of committing sexual assault. He also boasted in a radio interview of barging in on beauty contestants in their dressing rooms to spy on them naked. Some of Trump's allies have questioned the motives of Carol, who does have a new book that is bound to attract more attention in light of her accusation against the president. I know that she's selling a book says Senator James Lankford. However, Carol shared this story at the time it happened with two journalists, predating both her book and Trump's presidential campaign by two decades. If she was lying at the time, she had no obvious motive to do so. If all three of them are lying about Carol having said this at the time, two, her two friends are taking a large professional risk. They've confirmed their accounts to New York and spoken to other media outlets putting their professional credibility on the line with no discernible upside for themselves. Obviously, Carol cannot prove her charge, but the standard of proof used in the court of public opinion is not the same as that used in the court of law, especially when the crime, a rape 23 years ago, is virtually impossible to prove and cannot be prosecuted due to the statute of limitations. And Republicans seem happy to default to the standard Graham is using. They're taking at face value the word of a man who has lied at unprecedented rates about everything, has already lied about this specific case, who has faced credible accusations of similar behavior by other women, and has indeed boasted about his own propensity to do it. And even, and this is not even to mention the general fact that Trump is extremely comfortable undertaking actions that most people would consider, well, bad. This list of actions runs from small things like refusing to pay his contractors to asking a foreign dictator to steal his opponent's emails. He's also facing several current investigations by the state and federal levers, levels for a number of alleged financial crimes. 
before they completely abandon all pretenses of the concept of morality for their posture of tribalistic relativism, conservatives used to be comfortable making judgments about the character of people who habitually lie and steal. Their decisions to place their faith in Trump against a mountain of circumstantial evidence pointing in the other direction is a perfectly fitting emblem for their posture of submission to the Trump presidency. Well, thank you, Intelligencer. That was a really well-written article by Jonathan Chait. I mean, you know, it only makes sense that we would appoint a rapist to be the head of our country. It Things have fallen apart to the point where... So this is a very funny story Jonathan told me. Um, my partner, significant other, whatever you want to call it. Not boyfriend, because that's infantilizing, and he is a man. So, he was riding a skateboard like men do. <laughs> As I, I should just call him my boyfriend. He rides a skateboard. All right, so he's riding a skateboard, and there's a girl on her, looking at her phone, you know, like everyone does, looking at the phone, looking at the screen. And she fell on her face, and she busted her lip open, and her head was bleeding. Jonathan saw the whole thing go down. She just went down like boom, like right on her face. And she's lucky she didn't lose any teeth because she fell on a curb. Fell right down. Boom. Saved the phone though. So, and he helped her. He had bandages and paper products in his bag. And he was helping her out because she fell on her face because she was looking at her phone because we've become so insular and we've become so involved. We're so externally involved on our phones. I, and I can't say us because I don't have a smartphone and I, and I never want one, even to my detriment. It is not helpful to live in the world without a smartphone. But, you know, everyone else has one. So if I ever get lost, I can just ask someone with a smartphone, like, can you make a map for me? I don't know where I'm going. It's a tiny computer in your pocket. We have, we're constantly looking at tiny computers and we're super connected with the outside world, but then we're not and we, we have a rapist as a president. Oh my God. Okay. Not slander. We're not going to say because we, how do you, you know, but her, Hey, did you, have you heard her story? It's, um, it's pretty, um, graphic. Um, this is from CNN politics. Trump's accusers said she, says alleged sexual assault mirrored Access Hollywood claims, so the grabbing of the pussy. This is from CNN Washington, written by Devin Cole. A woman recently accused Donald Trump of sexually assaulting her in the mid-90s said Monday that Trump's boasts on the infamous 2005 Access Hollywood video about being able to grope women recalled her own alleged experience with the future president. It knocked me back. I felt relief, and I... That's right. That's right. The magazine advice columnist E. Jean Carroll told CNN's Allison Camrota, nodding her head affirmatively when asked if the recording gave her confirmation. In the tape, which surfaced during the 2016 campaign, Trump is heard saying he was able to grab women by the pussy because he was famous. In the wake of the video's release, Trump apologized and dismissed his remarks as nothing more than locker room talk. On Saturday, the president denied Carroll's allegations, telling reporters as he departed the White House for Camp David, I have no idea who this woman is. 
On Monday, Trump told The Hill in an interview that Carol is totally lying. Totally lying. I don't know anything about her, he said. I know nothing about this woman. I know nothing about her. She is... It's just a terrible thing that people can make statements like that. Carol responded to Trump's denial later on Monday, pointing to Trump's history when previously faced with accusations of sexual misconduct. He's denied all 15 women who have come forward. He denies, she told CNN's Anderson Cooper on AC360. He turns it around. He threatens and he attacks. Carol, who has been an advice columnist for Elle magazine for 26 years, details the allegations in her forthcoming book, What Do We Need Men For? A Modest Proposal excerpts of which were published in Friday's New York Magazine. While Carol does not appear to name Trump in the printed excerpt of her first-person account, he is named in the headline, which reads, Hideous Men, Donald Trump Assaulted Me at Birddork Goodman Dressing Room 23 Years Ago, But He's Not Alone on the List of Awful Men in My Life. In the excerpts, Carol claims she encountered one of New York's most famous men, in the fall of 1995 or spring of 1996 at the Bergdorf Goodman department store, where she says he attacked her in one of the dressing rooms after pressing her to try on lingerie and pulls her toward the dressing room where he unzips his pants and, forcing his fingers around my private area, thrusts his penis halfway or completely, I'm not certain, inside me. She says she fought against Trump. On Friday, that's, I mean... I am graphic. On Friday, Trump accused Carol of sharing her accounts to raise book sales, comparing her to women who said he falsely, comparing her to women who he says falsely accused Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault during his contentious confirmation hearings. He also implied that Democrats could be involved in Carol's false accusations, but he did not offer any details how and Carol on Monday denied any political affiliation or motivation. Additionally, the president said in a statement released on Friday that he never met this person, though the article published that same day includes a photo of Trump and Carol taken in a group. There's some picture where we're shaking hands. It looks like some kind of event. I have my coat on. I have my wife standing next to me. And I didn't know Carol's husband. But he was a newscaster, said Trump who was married to Ivana Trump at the time. But I have no idea who she is, he continued. On Monday, Carol told Camarota that she didn't publicly reveal the alleged assault at the time because a friend with whom she shared details of the incident advised against it, saying Trump has 200 lawyers and he'll bury you. She also told the CNN co-anchor... upsetting me. I think I'm going to throw up my mouth a little. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, 200 lawyers, he'll bury you. She also told CNN co-anchor that she decided not to come forward in the 2016 when a flood of women made similar, similar accusations against Trump because the women were doing the job. An army of women were coming forward. Carol, who is depicted on the cover of New York wearing the same coat dress she claims she wore during the encounter with Trump more than two decades ago, said she had no idea if Trump ejaculated or if his semen is on the dress, but said she hasn't had it dry cleaned. Trump has vehemently, oof, tough word, denied all the women's 
allegations made against him. Less than three weeks before the election, he threatened to file a lawsuit against all these lawyers once the election was over, but it's not yet followed through on his threat. Carroll also said Monday the thought of confronting Trump terrifies her, telling Camarota that such an encounter would be a terrible situation. Yeah. Because he's a ter- So here we go. These women have accused Trump of sexual harassment. This is an old article. Oh, this is... They've just recently um, updated it. So that's great. Um, Anderson Cooper posed a pointed question at Donald Trump in regards to the leaked 2005 Access Hollywood video that caught him saying of women that he felt entitled to grab them by the pussy. For the record, you're saying you never said that, Cooper said. Cooper asked. Trump, downplaying his remarks as locker room talk, denied he had ever kissed or groped women without consent. No one has more respect for women than I do, he added. Since his initial denial to Cooper, a series of women have shared stories alleging sexual misconduct by Trump, spanning from groping on planes to unwanted advances in the Trump Tower to rape in a department store. Trump has strongly denied all the allegations. Here's the list detailing the president's accusers, their allegations, and his responses. Jessica leads when it allegedly happened around 1980, where it allegedly happened on a plane, what she said. Jessica Leeds, a 74-year-old Manhattan resident, told the New York Times that Trump inappropriately touched her like an octopus during a flight from Connecticut to New York. According to Leeds, a flight attendant upgraded her to first class, escorting her to an open seat next to Trump. Once they were airborne, Trump raised the seat divider, grabbed her chest, and attempted to move one of his hands up her skirt, she said. What Trump said. Trump told the Times reporter asking about the incident, none of this ever took place, before calling her a disgusting human being. One of his attorneys Tuesday morning demanded an immediate retraction and an apology from the paper. High-ranking sources in the Trump campaign tell CNN's Brian Strider and Dylan Byers the campaign has started drafting a lawsuit. Mindy McGillivray, when it allegedly happened, 2003, where it allegedly happened, the Mar-a-Lago Club. What she said, Mindy Gillivray, a 36-year-old Palm Springs, Florida resident, told the Palm Beach Post that Trump groped her 13 years ago when she was assisting a photographer hired to work a concert at the club. This was a pretty good nudge, more of a grab, she said. It was pretty close to the center of my butt. I was upstarted. I jumped. What Trump said. Like with the New York Times, Trump campaign sources told CNN, Brian Stelzer, and Dylan Byers the campaign was drafting a lawsuit against the Florida newspaper. Rachel Crooks, when it happened, 2006, when it allegedly happened, 2006, when it allegedly, where it allegedly happened, outside Trump Tower elevator. What she said, 11 years ago, Bayrock Group receptionist Rachel, Rachel Cooks greeted Trump outside an elevator in the building where they both worked. She said she attempted to be cordial to one of her company's business partners, but after saying hello and shaking hands, she claimed Trump kissed her on the cheeks and then on the mouth. It was so inappropriate, she told the New York Times. I was so upset that he thought I was so insignificant that he could do that. 
what Trump said. Jason Miller, a Trump spokesman, called the New York Times article fiction on Wednesday night for the New York Times to launch a completely false coordinated character assassination against Mr. Trump on a topic like this is dangerous, Miller said in a statement, which reacted to both claims. To reach back decades in an attempt to smear Mr. Trump trivializes sexual assault and sets a new low for where the media is willing to go in its efforts to determine this election. Now, that's exactly what you do. You reach back into someone's past to see exactly what they're going to do in the future. That's how life works. Things follow you around. You don't get to make decisions willy-nilly with no consequences. See, life has consequences. No matter how much money you have, or does it? Is it that he's so fucking rich and he has so much money, or he hides how much money he has, or he does whatever he's fucking doing, which is totally illegal and terrible, and he just gets to do that because he has enough money? What does it mean? Where is morality? Where is truth? And when people stand behind this moralistic front, this religious right, and they say, oh, Trump is the, he's not a religious man. He is a liar. He has 10,000 documented lies. I, there are rape allegations here. This isn't just like Clinton. It's not like that. This isn't like Kennedy, if any of that happened, or who knows with the whole presidents have always sort of been hanky-panky but in a consensual way no I maybe like maybe in the 50s and 60s you know the madman days or whatever it'd be like well it might not have been all the consent based stuff but I complicit complicity complacent I don't know the word complicit being complicit with it but I don't think that I mean the value of women what is the value of women I don't know. I can't believe he's our president. All right, let's go back to this thing. Um, and that they, I can't believe that they would try to say that reaching into his past trivializes sexual assault. Sexual assault existed, if it existed, when it happened. And that's still, that's, it's, how dare you trivialize it by saying that it doesn't matter anymore 20 years later? Like, that affects people's lives, how they feel about them. I mean, it's, objectifying it's turning women into objects even the kissing thing at grabbing butts all of it that we are playthings that we are barbie dolls looking at women in the mouth at the at his miss usa pageants all of that stuff we're people <laughs> christ natasha stoyoff when it allegedly happened 2005, where it allegedly happened, the Mar-a-Lago Club, what she said during an assignment to cover Trump's one-year wedding anniversary to his wife, Melania, Melania, People Magazine writer Natasha Stoyoff claims the now presidential candidate, well, now president, pushed her against a wall, started forcing his tongue down her throat, and physically attacked her during a tour of the place. Now, I'm a tall, strapping girl who grew up wrestling two giant brothers. I even once sparred with Mike Tyson. It takes a lot to push me. But Trump is pretty much bigger, a looming figure. And he was fast, taking me by surprise and throwing me off balance, she wrote. What Trump said. Trump's campaign, which had not responded to CNN's request for comment, told people that the incident never happened. There's no merit or veracity to this fabricated story. Oh, wait. That's too smart for him to say. A spokeswoman said, there is no merit or veracity to this fabricated story, a woman spokeswoman said. Here's an anonymous one. When it allegedly happened, 2010, where it allegedly happened, Trump Tower. What she said, according to CNN's Aaron Burnett, Trump suggested her friend, 
who was with him in a Trump Tower boardroom, take some Tic Tacs. Then he leaned in to kiss her on the lips, which caught her off guard. I was really freaked out, the woman later told Burnett. After that, Trump invited her into his office alone. He told the woman she was special and proceeded to give her his cell phone number. I ran the hell out of here, the friend told Burnett. Wow. What Trump said, the Trump campaign did not respond. <laughs> Temple Taggart, when it allegedly happened, 1997. Where it allegedly happened, Shreveport, Louisiana, and later at Trump Tower. What she said, the former Miss Utah claims Trump gave her a non-consensual embrace and kissed her on the lips during a rehearsal for the Miss USA pageant. The beauty contestant was 21 at the time. Taggart said the behavior was repeated later during a meeting at the Trump Tower. I felt awkward, and I just remember my mind in my mind going, what does he think this is? She told CNN's Burnett. Like, I'm thinking he's married. This is awkward for me. He's so much older. This is not what I came here for. So to me, it was like, I hope he knows that I'm here for business. I'm not here for anything other than business. What Trump said. I don't even know who she is, Trump told NBC News. She claims this took place in a public area. I never kissed her. I emphatically deny this ridiculous claim. Kristen Anderson. When it allegedly happened, early 1990s. Where it allegedly happened, a Manhattan nightclub. What she said, today Anderson is a photographer, but back then she was an aspiring model. She told the Washington Post she was sitting on a couch talking to friends when, as the Washington Post describes it, his fingers slid underneath her miniskirt, moved up her inner thigh, and touched her vagina through her underwear. She didn't know Trump, but said she recognized him instantly when she pulled away. CNN has not independently confirmed the claim. What Trump said, it is illogical and nonsensical to think Donald Trump was alone in a nightclub in Manhattan and that he alleged the alleged incident and recognition of Mr. Trump went unnoticed by both the woman involved and anyone else in this crowded venue, said Trump campaign spokeswoman Hope Hicks, who said it was a political attack designed to take down Trump. Summer Zervos. When it allegedly happened, 2007. Where it allegedly happened, the Beverly Hills Hotel. What she said, a former apprentice contestant, Zay Zervos said Trump first kissed her during a meeting in New York, but she was still interested in getting a job at the Trump organization. She met Trump for dinner in Los Angeles and says she was escorted into a room next to where he was getting dressed. Zervos claims he later kissed her very aggressively and placed his hand on my breast. Zervos said she still had dinner with Trump and later called him to inquire about getting a job. She made the allegations during a press conference uh, with the attorney Gloria Allred. CNN has not independently verified the claim. What Trump said, I vaguely remember Ms. Zervos as one of my contestants on The Apprentice over the years, Trump said in a statement. To be clear, I never met her at a hotel or greeted her inappropriately a decade ago. That is not who I am as a person. That is not how I've conducted my life. In fact, Ms. Zervos continued to contact me for help emailing my office on April 14th of this year, asking that I visit her in a restaurant in California. Kathy Heller. When it happened, 1990s, allegedly happened, 1997. Where it allegedly happened. Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club. What she said, Heller, now 63, said she met Trump at Mar-a-Lago almost 20 years ago during a Mother's Day brunch, she told the Guardian newspaper. Heller said she had been introduced to Trump by her mother-in-law. 
She says Trump took my hand, grabbed it, and went in for the lips without her consent. She said Trump held her in place and kissed her. The Guardian reported that it's that it spoke to a friend of Heller who told about the incident and a relative who witnessed part of it. CNN has not been able to independently confirm Heller's claims. What Trump said. Jason Miller, a spokesperson for Trump, said in a statement, there's no way Heller's account is true. The media has gone too far in making this false accusation, Miller said in a statement. There is no way that something like this would have happened in a public place on Mother's Day at Mr. Trump's resort. It would have been the talk of Palm Beach for the past two decades. The reality is this. For the media to wheel out a politically motivated Democratic activist with legal dispute against the same resort owned by Mr. Trump does not disservice, does a service to the public and anyone covering the story should be embarrassed for elevating bogus claims i mean there are 15 of them though now 16 i guess jill hearth when it allegedly happened 92 to 93 where it allegedly happened a manhattan nightclub and later at trump's mar-a-lago club what she said hearth and her then boyfriend george hurani entered into a business venture with Donald Trump, which included holding an event at one of the real estate magnates Atlantic City casinos. Donald Trump made unwanted sexual advances toward her, including groping her under her skirt on two different occasions in 1992 and 93 during their initial meetings, according to Hart's lawyer, Lisa Bloom. What Trump said. Trump's spokesperson, Hope Hicks, said in a statement to CNN, Mr. Trump denies each and every statement made by Mrs. Ms. Harth. These 24-year-old allegations lack any merit or veracity, as evidenced by her repeated requests for employment, attempts to seek out Mr. Trump, and her support of Mr. Trump's candidacy. The Trump campaign has shared emails from Harth, the last one from January of this year, in which she thanks Trump and offers up her support for his presidential run. Jessica Drake. When it happened... And when it allegedly happened, 2006, where it allegedly happened, in a hotel suite at the charity golf tournament in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. What she said. Drake, an adult performer and director, said she invited, he invited her to his suite and brought two other women because, and she brought two other women because she did not feel comfortable attending alone. She said he hugged and kissed each of them without permission. Drake said she left after 30 to 45 minutes but later received a phone call from Trump who asked her to return and go out to dinner and attend a party with him. When she declined, he offered her $10,000 and use of his private jet if she accepted. At a news conference on October 22nd, Drake's lawyer displayed a photo of Trump and Drake together. What Trump said, the Trump campaign issued a statement that said in part, this story is totally false and ridiculous. The picture is one of thousands taken out of respect for people asking to have their picture taken with Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump does not know this person, does not remember this person, and would have no interest in even knowing her. This is another attempt by the Clinton campaign to defame a candidate who just today is number is number one in three different polls. Wow. Oh, there's more. Oh, my God. Well, I'll just keep reading them till Latoya comes. Karina, Virginia, when it allegedly happened, 1998, where it allegedly happened outside the U.S. Open. What she said, while waiting for car service outside the U.S. Open, Virginia said Trump walked up to me and reached his arm, right arm, and grabbed my right arm, and then his hand touched the right inside of my breast. I was in shock. I flinched. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? That is what he said to me. 
what Trump said. The White House has dismissed the validity of the claim, calling Virginia's lawyer, Gloria Allred, a discredited political operative, according to the New York Times. Nikki Lackson, when it allegedly happened, 2006, where it allegedly happened, at an event outside the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City. What she said, Laksonsen, a former Miss Finland, accused Trump of grabbing her butt before an appearance on CBS, The Late Show with David Letterman. Before the show, we were photographed outside the building, Laksonsen told The Telegraph, a British newspaper. Trump stood right next to me, and suddenly he squeezed my butt. He really grabbed my butt, what Trump said. Trump has not spoken out specifically about Laksonsen, but said... He has called sexual misconduct allegations totally false and threatened to sue women accusing him of any improper sexual behavior. Alva Johnson, when it allegedly happened, August 2016, where it allegedly happened, a Trump campaign RV in Florida. What she said, lawyers for Johnson, a former Trump campaign worker, say Trump came into the RV and provided some motivational words. When Secret Service alerted the presidential candidate he was due for his next rally, he allegedly grasped her hand and praised her efforts, tightening his grip, leaning toward her. Ms. Johnson suddenly realized that defendant Trump was trying to kiss her on the mouth and attempt to avoid this by turning her head to the right. Defendant Trump kissed her anyway, and the kiss landed on the corner of her mouth, a a lawsuit which was dismissed in June 2019, according to the Tampa Bay Times, states what Trump said. Trump's lawyers urged the case to be dismissed. While it was dismissed earlier this month, the judge in the case said Johnson's lawyers would file an amended complaint. Here's the most recent, E. Jean Carroll. When it allegedly happened, 95 or 96, where it allegedly happened, the Bergdorf Goodman department store in New York City. What she said, in excerpts from her new book, Carroll claims that she encountered Trump at the department store where he says he attacked her in one of the dressing rooms after pressing her to try on lingerie and pulling her door at the dressing room. She alleges he, blah, 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 we know that already. Okay, what Trump said, Trump accused Carol of sharing her account to boost book sales, comparing her to women who said he says he falsely accused Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault during his contentious confirmation hearings. He also implied that Demo- Democrats evoked. Right, we already kind of know this stuff. Um, so, wow. So 16 accounts. 16 accounts. And his response is, she's not my type. I never knew her. I would never know her. Why would I know her? That kind of stuff. I mean, it's an old insult that he's used. She's not my type. And that also, again, proves what a misogynistic dick face he is because it's objectification of women. Oh, she's not my type. But if she was, I would have raped her because she's not a real person because she's not a person. She's just an object because women aren't meaningful because what? We don't make enough money. I, because we don't, because anyone without money doesn't matter. Is that what the world is coming to? Is that what it's always been? I guess it's always been that way. And we try to pretend that we've changed things and that we've moved ahead for everyone. And we haven't because even here, you know, I'm, I'm poor in the United States, but I still have running water, hot and cold. And I have a toilet. There's all kinds of people even here in the United States that don't have that. And why aren't they people? Why are we not people? Because our president doesn't think we're people. Because women aren't people. Because 
And these are the people in charge. The people in charge of us don't think we're people. We're commodities. We're little dollar bills running around, and all they care about is how much we consume and how much better we can make our economy through us buying and buying things we don't need, like a new phone, because your old phone works just fine. I'm still on an old, like, actually, my other one broke. I had it for like two years, but I got another Go phone. I'm telling you, get off your phone. Go have a conversation with someone. Sit down. Sit in a bar, talk to someone about rape, consent, all that stuff. I, she's not my type. I'm just, I'll say it with great respect. He said in an interview with The Hill at Capitol Hill News Organization. Number one, she's not my type. Number two, it never happened. It never happened, okay? Here I have more than, totally lying. I don't know anything about her. I know nothing about this woman. I know nothing about her. She is... It's just a terrible thing that people can make statements like that. Believe me, she would not be my first choice. I can tell you that. That was the airplane one. I mean, check out her Facebook. You'll understand. So then... And then it's just about... Because no one listens to women unless they're skinny and pretty. Because we're not real. Because women aren't real unless they have... What? Face value? <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, we're listening to Cope in the background. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, should be here soon. I'm going to um, play some, we'll play a, a different Cope song and you guys can listen to it. We'll be right back here on the AltaCast. Oh, 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 oh,
like I call her the Japanese Bjork he who me yo and before that I fall in love too easily really really pretty music and I'm a big fan want to go to Japan someday so I actually get to go to Greece and Amsterdam in the month of August it's going to be exciting for you AltaCast listener because there's going to be a different guest host every week the first week, Jesse Mundy out of Texas. He's going to be our first Mutiny Radio Comedy Fellowship winner. It's not a winner. Basically, once you've been in the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, one of the perks that you can enjoy as a comic is that the month of August, I plan on being gone forever, every August. I'm, I've decided I'm a European and I'm taking August off. Why live the weird lifestyle I live with no kids and lots of flexible responsibility here at Mutiny Radio? What am I doing? I should be traveling. And I'm really good at getting super travel deals and organizing awesome trips. So every August, Jonathan and I will be leaving. And it was, we were thinking, like how, what are we going to do with the cat? Because, you know, we love, we love, love, love our cat Zerdon. He's just a big part of our lives. Love, love, love that cat. I mean, what are we going to do? So I came up with the Mutiny Radio Comedy Fellowship, where each week a different comedian from a different part of the country gets to come and stay at my beautiful San Francisco apartment with my lovely cat keeping him alive and then also keeping alive things here at mutinyradio.fm filling in for the AltaCast here also some call me Tim Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse I'm changing it to Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday 8 o'clock great comedy show only 10 bucks please come by this Friday is actually free because it's a screening of Nick Scarpino's awesome movie Waiting for the Punchline and I guess I'm in this movie quite a bit which is exciting and I'm a little nervous because I didn't really think he was making a movie. And I have, my, my opinions are way too opiniony. So we'll see. I might be embarrassed of my behavior, performance, etc. All right. Oh, back to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Fellowship. So that's the first week. Jesse Mundy will be here. Uh, the second week, kind of up in the air, I'm hoping it's Kevin Monroe out of L.A., possibly Arden Marchetta, also of L.A. Third week, is Amanda Gollop out of New Orleans. Excited to have her here. She's also a podcaster in her own right, so she'll be bringing her show here to Mutiny Radio. And then the last week, it's going to be so queer with Belinda Carroll. And so much fun. She is the founder of and creator and everything behind the Portland Queer Comedy Fest that happens every year in June, I believe. Did it just happen? May? I should pay more attention. Anyway, 
it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm really excited for the future here at Mutiny Radio. I'm also excited to go to Amsterdam for five days and stay on a houseboat and then go on Greek islands. The theme of this trip is kind of boats. We're going to be on lots and lots of boats. We're going to be going to islands in Greece because we're a friend. Nikos is a Greek person and we are friends. His photographic art is beautiful and we have it for sale at the station. They're only $30 a piece and they're gorgeous pictures of Greece, Athens, where he lives. He's so cool. Uh, you can follow him on Facebook. He is He's really a really talented photographer and um, I'm excited to have international friends, you know, like international friends I'm so lucky because we gotta get out of this place I mean was he gonna be accused of so we go back to the rape shall we Um, this is even his own are turning against him two Republican senators say rape allegation against Trump should be investigated while many in GOP stay mum I mean Two Republican senators said Tuesday the rape allegation made against President Donald Trump by writer E. Jean Carroll should be explored to determine the veracity of the allegation against the president, even as many state Republicans sidestepped questions over the matter and defended Trump. Senator Johnny Ernst of Iowa said both Trump and Carroll should be questioned about the alleged assault. I think anyone that makes an accusation like that, they should come forward, Ernst said when asked if Carroll should be believed. But obviously... There has to be some additional information. They need to interview her. They need to visit with him. Senator Mitt Romney of Utah said there needs to be an evaluation, but that he didn't know what entity should conduct conduct it. Whether it's Congress or whether it's another setting, I'm not sure. This is a very serious allegation, Romney said. I hope it's fully evaluated. The president said it didn't happen, and I certainly hope that's the case. The second-ranking senator in GOP leadership, Senator... John Thune of South Dakota called the alleged acts unacceptable, deplorable behavior, but said, because the president is denying them, I can't comment on them because I don't know what the truth is. Thune added, I think anytime you have a situation like this where nobody knows exactly what the truth and what exactly the facts are, it's hard to draw any hard and fast conclusions. When Senator Lindsey Graham, a South Carolina Republican and ally of Trump's, was asked about the rape charges, he paused, took a deep breath, and shook his head. Then he said, he's denied it, and that's enough for me, until someone comes up with something new. Senator Thom Tills, a Republican from North Carolina, also said he will take Trump denial at face value. Asked if he's concerned about a pattern of charges against Trump, Tills turned his focus to allegations of sexual assault that almost sank now Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation last year. I remember a pattern of conduct the press tried to conjure with Brett Kavanaugh that it proved to be incorrect, Tills said. I'm not going to be a judge based on media reporting. If I have facts in front of me to say the contrary then that would be a different discussion. There was no criminal investigation into Kavanaugh because his accuser, Christy Blasey Ford, did not file a criminal complaint, though Kavanaugh denied any wrongdoing. Many other Republican senators questioned by CNN in the Capitol said they were unaware of the allegations revealed in a book by Carroll and first made public by a New York Magazine story of the account that came out last week or the press coverage since, including a lengthy interview on CNN's New Day Monday, when Carol spoke in graphic detail about the alleged incident 23 years ago in the fitting room of Bergdorf's. 
we already know all this. So the rest of the senator's like, I haven't taken time to do this. I haven't taken time to took. I haven't. Because they don't want to. Um, I'm just, I'm so, I am, I am so not, not surprised that that is, that this is happening and that nothing, maybe nothing will come of it also, which is a bummer. I mean, could it, could we have a, I mean, what an international scandal if like, our president has been accused of rape. That's that's just it's it's crazy to me. She made it, Latoya. Oh well, I've just went through all of the Trump rape allegations, so we don't have to talk about it anymore. Oh, oh, yeah. I, like, I like Trump rape. Wait, that sounded really that bad. That sounded yeah, that was um, so Trump. I, I went my type. I, right. I went through all of that stuff and that he's used that before. She's not my type, which only solidifies his position of objectification of women. It is his grand misogyny that if she's not my type, that means. So if she was prettier, you would rape her if she was more your type, if her tits were bigger or her ass was smaller or whatever the fuck he likes, or if she smells like urine or whatever he's into, right? Like, like whatever she's he's not into. my type. She's not my type. So I, yes, I did it. Uh, I mean, That's it's really graphic too. What she says that he like grabbed her by the pussy and then stuck his penis inside her. Like halfway or all the way, she doesn't know. It's fucking scary. And and then, so I went through all of the allegations from 2016 when 15 different women came out and said that um, 15 women came out and said that he had done things. And I read all of the things that they said he'd done from from his innocuous, which isn't innocuous, innocuous, but kissing them on the mouth. You don't like Ew. tongue somebody without their consent you don't kiss people without their consent that's just gross it's gross he's gross he's gross but then so all of them were denied by his spokesperson jason miller at the time saying things like we're not going to look into things 20 years ago to defame what's going on now well that's what you do what happened 20 years ago is not that long if you're a 70 year old person which he's 1999 he's a 70 year old he's a 70 person so what he did 20 years ago was when he was 50. So it wasn't like he was a child. It wasn't like his locker room talk or boys play. It was, he's a fucking adult and he's grabbing women because he doesn't see them as people because they're just objects to him because we're not, because women are just playthings that men get to stick their penises into whenever they want with or without consent because we're just women. That's all. That's, it, it's, it's terrible. He's it's terrible. He's a terrible person. He's a rapist. He's a rapist. And and he's getting away with it. And I and I can't. I mean, like, I'm so funny with my slander and stuff. But he literally said he grabs women by the pussy, and we don't do anything about it. And then now all this comes out, and everyone goes, "Oh, we have a tape of he himself saying that he's that just he kisses women and grabs them without consent. He has a tape, but what we don't believe him." And now a lady comes out and says that she was raped 
and we're not going to believe her when there are 15 other women. If there's 15 women that came out, Mar-a-Lago, Del Lago, or whatever it's called, then a bunch of the accusations were done there for lots of different things. And then it's also like, it's also totally, he's using his power. It's sexual harassment. And he's using his power in a terrible way. Like some of the women were trying to get jobs with him. And one of them was on The Apprentice. And oh, oh, that's the uh, one girl that accused him of a like sexual harassment or something. Well, right? she was. He kissed her, grabbed her, yeah. forcibly kissed her. There's all these different things of him at clubs sliding his hand up women's miniskirts. Like there's a couple. Like that's the thing is that what everyone has the same account. Everybody realizes that, and all kind of at the same time. It's just the point is that. He, when he thinks women are unimportant or not, that are pretty enough, or what, I don't know what it is. I've got money, so it doesn't matter. Right, because he's famous. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know who I am? That's it. Well, that's exactly what he said on the the Access Hollywood tape and what have you. But you know, the funny thing is just like. I I, I was listening to this. Her name was E. Jean something, and Carol. Yeah. E. Jean Carol. Yeah. Thank you. And he said that. Oh, I've never met her before. Right. But there's a picture of them and her ex-husband and uh, Ivana from 1987. That is like, yeah, we're acquaintances. You know, here's a photo from over 30 years well, ago. And, and the thing is, though, that... <laughs> okay, so honestly, though, as a... Per, I'll defend him in this very small way. As a... And I'm... And also, that's like my ego. As a personage. Um, <laughs> as a personage in San Francisco. A lot of people know me and a lot of people will be like, Pam, hey, what's going on? And I look at them and I have no idea who they are. And I could have spent meaningful time with them, talked to them, been really into it. You're popular. I... I not, not that. Just... I meet so many people and I hang out with so many people. I'm usually just thinking about myself. So it's hard for me to remember. And so what I'm doing is I'm defending Trump in his narcissism because I am also a narcissist. So a lot of times I will be spending time with people, but really I'm not really. I'm I don't just, think you, I'm just sort of. I'm trying you to keep have a thinking stage. that you're a narcissist. Oh, I I'm think a narcissist. no, I think you're egotistical, not narcissist. <laughs> so, so I might not have the narcissism <laughs> thing. I'm just egotistical, but it's because so I'm thinking about myself when I'm in a conversation with someone else sometimes. Right. And so I don't necessarily engage to a point where I remember them or I'll hang out also I drink a lot and I hang out with people when I drink and I'm very lucid and I'm having a good time and I'm sorry if I don't remember you but you yeah. remember me that's nice I actually feel you on that because being a bartender and especially when I go back to Chicago mm-hmm. there's so many people that I've taken care of or talked to or met and if I go back home and I go to the restaurant they're like hey Toya what's going on and I'm like Hi. Yeah, that's yeah. Did I fuck you? Right, exactly. Like, did yeah. I? Did I? What did I? Did I? Did I did oh yeah, you know, you, you worked at Clark Street. I'm like, yes, and I'm just like, okay. But I, I understand that. Yeah, you know, you meet a lot of people, so it's hard to remember. It's hard to but remember. But you probably will remember. I would remember, remember grabbing <laughs> someone by the dick. Like that's the thing. Is if I, I never, I don't remember. I don't know. But if I would, re- I think I remember. Like I rem- I don't remember every single dick I grabbed, but like, but there was all. Uh, this is also con- t- consent-based dick grabbing. I'm not like the Going only around. the only time I've non-consensually done that is in New York in ninety. Oh gosh, maybe ninety-eight. Um, I was playing a game. I was in Brooklyn at a place called Galapagos, which is a cool bar. I don't know if it still exists. It had water inside. It was really neat. 
And it was winter time. And I was out and I was wasted. And I'm in New York and I'm having a great time. And I met an older woman with, like, she was like a pearls and sweater set kind of mom. She was kind of like hanging out with her daughters. And I said, let's play this game of grab ass. And so I'd grab a dude's butt and I'd point at her and I'd be like, I don't know. And then she'd grab a dude's butt and she'd look at me and she'd be like, look at her. And so we went around and we were grabbing all these men's asses. And we never even thought, I never once thought that I was assaulting people. Until now, like till years later, I'm like, <laughs> I was just randomly assaulting men in a bar in oh. Brooklyn with a 55 year old woman <laughs> I, who was not my mom. <laughs> it was someone else's mom. And the girls got mad eventually. They were like, give us our mom back. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, I sort of overstepped the I've, I've played, I've played that game before. But, but the reason why I played that game was because... I wanted men to feel how we feel on the dance floor, having people come around and just grab you. Stick their dick in your butt. Yeah, Yeah. but it was the opposite effect. They actually liked it. Right, right. Damn it, poor connection. Um, But That's um, absolutely, I completely understand that. And that's probably the reasoning I was doing too, was that I just thought it was fun. Just because, you know, maybe because my ass had been grabbed so many times Mm -hmm. that... I thought that it was appropriate to do. It's kind of like was turning the tables. Yeah, Yeah. it was like was like I was turning the tables and I was being a feminist, but I didn't really know how or why I was being a feminist. And in trying to be an ultra feminist, I was actually assaulting people. Well, also too equal. We're equal, equal, right? Equal. We want to be equal. So here, have a taste of your own medicine. Yeah. But I I mean, it it is assault. It is. So so I assaulted. (laughs) I assaulted with with my my accomplice being a fifty five year old woman from Connecticut. We assaulted. Like seriously, 25, 30 guys. But like we were serial assaulters. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I'm, I, I'm, I don't think you're a terrible person. I think it's a lesson learned. I mean, it's well, not now, like yeah. you. It's not like you went around drugging women. Twenty one years later, or or, or rape women, men. Um, no, it or, wasn't drugging men and raping them. No, yeah, that was you know anything. how you know it seems acceptable. I think it's it's kind of pathetic how numb we are to this violence of like not even just like with the whole you know 45 being a fucking sexual accused of rape this is a huge this is an international scandal where is the you know is it this where is the where's the outrage why are we not marching in the streets women this is an outrage what is going on this is happening this has happened women are coming out against he is our president we should be i mean what didn't this time 20 years ago what was going on was it the monica Lewinsky trial? there you go and that was consent based that's exactly. the whole thing kind of sexy with the with the with, I, I mean i guess cigar. i would want to put a condom on the cigar because i wouldn't want to be all having like <laughs> tobacco up in my pussy you know what i mean i remember the gap dress too and everyone went to the gap to the, look for that dress but I mean, we put this man on trial for having consensual sex, but he, he on, licked her butthole. He tossed salad. Yeah, he's a freak. He licked her butthole, and that is a very uncommented thing on the entire Clinton trials. <laughs> is that he was a, that was a man ahead of his time, <laughs> ahead of his time he licking salads. buttholes. <laughs> but I mean, but we put this, we impeached him. And put him on trial because he lied to the American people. No, he actually lied to his wife. He lied to his wife. But you know what? Did he even lie to his wife? Honestly, I think that, I think that, uh, this is the story I like to go with. In the 1970s, 
in wherever, whatever college they were at. Young Bill Clinton meets young Hillary Rodham. She, a super gorgeous, hippie, total lesbian, <laughs> working for the women, working for feminism, becoming a lawyer, being a badass. And she says, this guy, this womanizing, he love, of course he loved what he, oh, I'm sure he's the same Bill Clinton. You think Bill Clinton, you think ass tossing, salad tossing Bill Clinton wasn't a super hot, sexy lawyer kind of guy when in the, you know, that time yeah, in the 70s? Yeah, he was kind of handsome. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet he was getting it on. And Hillary was like, in order to get ahead, I can't out myself as a lesbian because I'll never get anywhere in the world. So here's what I'm going to do because of the times and because the world is awful. I'm going to marry this guy and it's going to be great. Business. Because he likes the ladies. I like the ladies. Let's do it. Now, this is all completely fictionalized. Obviously, I don't know if Hillary Clinton is she's a lesbian, a le- lesbian. But if she was, I'd respect her even more. I, I mean, all of it. I, I just being true to yourself and all that is important, et cetera. And you know what? Be true to yourself. Bill Clinton was. He loved the women. He's like, I like it. I, I like the sexy, sexy saxophone. Playing he's, on he, our city hall. He's yeah. He's licking buttholes in the Oval <laughs> Office. He's. Put an, I mean, I'd put a condom on the... I'd want a condom on the um, on the cigar if he was going to do that, just because for, like, you know, I don't want any, like, nicotine up in my twat. But, I mean, I, pretty sexy. Pretty sexy. But, I mean... Put but, a candy bar in there, eat it out. Yum, yum, yum. Like, I didn't, I made that up. That didn't... He didn't Somebody that. did that, though. Put a Twix oh, in there. Oh, I know that, that story. That's, put a Twix in there. That's a... Oh, the Mars bar story is a, a Rolling Stone story. That's yeah, what, yeah. See, put a Mars bar. Get yeah. it in there. But the difference between this rapist and Clinton is it, it was he consens- didn't rape yeah it was consensual <laughs> right and then you have the same people like Lindsey Graham and what have you who targeted Clinton over I, I think it was nothing at the time and not targeting this man who has 16 counts of sexual assault. 16 sex, accusations. Yeah, accusations. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know. But we need to, shouldn't people look into this? That we have a, if we have a potential rapist. Also, this is the other thing that's making me crazy. 10,000 documented lies that he's told since he's been in office. 10,000 documented, written, changed his thing, said, I don't know about it. I didn't do it. Like 10,000. And we are just like, Oh, okay. okay. We've just, I, you know, what's it's what's sick is that we've became so numb. The Apprentice, the presidency. Yeah, it's a TV it's, show. It's, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's a, a shit Twitter, show. It's a Twitter feed. It's a it's a blip on the radar. While other terrible things are happening in the world. Oh yeah, like I mean, we, we can go into the the fact that they don't want to give soap and toothpaste and toothbrushes to the migrant children what? that are it. Yeah. Yeah, into the these they are concentration camps. That's yeah. the definition of concentration. A lot of people were upset at uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez because she called uh, the, the, these facilities that these children are in uh, concentra- uh, concentration. Yeah. It's camps. like what we did to the Japanese. In- yeah, that's a form. Now they're not they're not gassing them, but if you look up the definition, it is a concentration. Well, camp. Well, because you're concentrating a specific kind of person or people. In so narrow- these are these are migrant workers or immigrants who aren't legal but they're children they're not work they're just they're They're children seeking asylum and then and this is okay this is the whole thing right america's fucked because of the way we treat children and old people children 
should be taken care of because they're children. They can't take care of themselves. We have to take care of them in a way that is befitting to creating and continuing the life of a child in a healthy, happy way. Putting a child in a cage is not cool. Putting them in a camp, like it's not summer camp, folks. These kids are sleeping on concrete floors with the aluminum blankets they they're not getting any school they're not some of them are getting fed a lot of them are getting sick with the flu sure and then and then you have these fucking republicans see this is where the poor life thing comes in this is exactly the hypocrisy of these certain republic pro all these republicans that say they're pro-life but are holding these children in these concentration concentration camps and not giving them the proper nutrition the the proper stable living conditions as they should be oh but oh here but but we're pro-life right that uh, just just make that make sense and the fact that you had people from the justice department last week arguing to the judges about how they really don't want to give the children soap and toothpaste or what have you. It's not in the, using the fact of like, it's not in the budget. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. That's cruel. And inhumane. We don't even treat our prisoners that bad. I mean, we treat them bad, bad. but, and then now we're starting to find out that a lot of these, um, the facilities where these migrants are and these children Oh, we have contracts with these people too. Oh, it's about money. Yeah, so the rabbit hole just gets deeper and deeper. Well, because we all, all they, all we care about now is that people aren't people. People are consumers. It's us consuming products, spending money, spend, spend, spend. Make the make the economy go. It's all about money, and money corrupts everybody that's why trump thinks that he can rape women and get away with it he thinks he can sexually assault anybody and get away with it and talks about it and still gets away with it because he has money or the perception of money or you have to you have to have money to make money etc etc but you know what it's a concentration of wealth among a very few and the revolution is coming the 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 revolution it has to it has to do it again it's the same thing if you look at does anybody read history the French, French Revol- Revolution. French Revolution, not that long ago. <laughs> no. When you had you had your when they you had the aristocracy eating, you know, Louis the Fourteenth was the first to duck in, and there's twenty six birds inside of one another. Let from an eat. ostrich from the ostrich with the peacock inside to all the way down to a tiny sparrow. And all of the just opulence. And if you still look and go to see all the beautiful opulence of all the of all the monarchies. But the people have risen up in the past because we say no. We say no, it's not good enough. It's not okay for someone to have everything and for everyone to have nothing. It's not okay. And even even in me saying this, it's the entitlement of America because I still have running water and I still have a toilet and I still have a roof over my head and I still survive in the most expensive city in the world somehow, weirdly. but there are people who have even less. And now we've got migrant children in cages. I wanted to go the French Revolution route. I really do. I don't want to. I just don't. I, I don't mean, you have, it's, it's time for a I don't want to fight for anything. And they've got all the guns and they've got all that. How, like, how do we, how do we overthrow it and say, no, the, the people matter. I, it's not, well, I mean, it's too hard. Here's, here's the thing. Um, 
the majority of Americans are socialists. They just don't know it. Like, I think they did a poll of like 70, 70 or two percent of Americans are for free health care mm. and free college. The problem is you have the division of, you know, that ideology of white supremacy where you like you have the 45ers you don't want to give everyone the keys to the castle we right. don't want to educate people knowing damn well that they're they're losing just as much too yeah, yeah. and this is and this is what Martin Luther King died for in 1968 he was starting the poor people's campaign mm. and the poor people's campaign Harvey Milk too yeah oh yeah he was oh yeah that conservative fuck shot him yeah, yeah. Because he was a repressed homosexual. That's a whole no, thing. Yes. But, but the Poor People's Campaign was to, they were going to places like West Virginia and uh, the Smoky Mountains, where a lot of the poor white people sure. were disenfranchised. And they were getting together, oh, of course, with uh, other minorities. Coal Miner's Daughter. You ever yeah. seen Coal Miner's Daughter? I love that movie. It's great. I love that movie. But they were, spreading, club, yeah. they were spreading the knowledge and the education about what these these higher-ups the government and these corporations are doing by taking your jobs away and that that includes the coal industry what have you right. and so they're rallying people up and it's people like fred hampton he was murdered by the police because he was part of the poor people's campaign mm. going to these uh uh poor areas and then martin luther king one of his best speeches before he died and when he when he was in memphis it they were um it was the trash strike oh, because uh -huh. the, yeah the because the garbage the unions they were striking because they were fighting the higher-ups for higher wages or what have you right there's a new movement there's a a, a reverend barber Do, uh, dr william barber who is awesome who is starting that campaign again he's out of believe north carolina and he's restarting the poor people's campaign so he's reaching out to those people mm -hmm. telling them like they are they're using you white people they're using this is a black man he we are in this together we have more numbers than they do mm -hmm. and when we get together and fight and learn about what they're doing to us by taking our jobs and keep the wages down we our numbers outdo them by we can we can do something we can about do this. something we but, can, well supposedly we can vote because we still live in a democratic nation supposedly our vote matters supposedly mm -hmm. we actually have democratic change and the power to do whatever we want with our government because we are the government but it's not like that because the people with money because we because we have a rapist we have an accused let's stay away from the slander benjamin we have an <laughs> accused rapist currently as our highest office and who has also been accused of being super racist. Oh, that's a fact. Right. <laughs> well, I know because we can see it. I mean... We can see it through his words and his actions. He, It's just he belies himself by saying, she's just not even good looking enough for me to do that. That only tells me that they're totally right. That it's totally true. I, it's... The, <sighs> If she was it, better looking, I would have stuck it in her ass. And do we not recall the accusations like in the, like when him and Ivana were going through a divorce of mar uh, marital rape that oh, she accused right. him? Like, right. I mean, that's something else that, that goes way back. And she was going to put it in our book, I believe, but she took it out or what have you. Well, obviously, they're called trophy wives for a reason because they're not real. They're, they're, they're not people. They're just things. They're trophies because they're just... 
and look look at his trophy wise. I mean, third yeah. wife eyes down. Third it's, trophy. It it you know the, the, the whole thing is like the whole Republican party. This is nothing How new with forty five. This guy. I d- because they, you, you, they've always been this evil, but they've only used code words for so long, and now the the chickens have come home to roost. So now we see their true, well, as a minority, I've always known their true identity, um, and their the display of how they their code words. Um, but now we're just full throttle into it, where it's just like, well, well, we'll just say it, we'll just do it, because this yeah. is who we really are, and it's just like. Anyone that calls themselves a Republican or conservative, I have to give you the side well, eye. The only reason I'd get behind Trump is just I'd be afraid to be in front of him because he'd grab me by the pussy. Well, he, he's, I've got to get behind him so that he can't sexually assault me. But you can't be afraid of oh, him. Oh, but I'm not. I'm too old. I, I, I'm not pretty enough, and I'm just too old. I'm just not his type. He wouldn't want. I mean, you know. I, to me, he has no preference, it looks like. Because blondes, it looks like. Well, yeah. he, Fake blondes. <laughs> I mean, Boobs, he, he, anyone, boobs. anyone that's probably around him, it seems like you're going to get some, I mean, he has small hands for Pete's sake. You can't be a friend of a man who's afraid of stairs. That's just, I'm like, come on. He, I'm a, I mean, sometimes, w- sometimes I get nervous around stairs because my feet are a little maybe bigger than the stair and I've almost fallen downstairs because I, but he's afraid of like, not like. <laughs> not like a, a, a like a large amount of stairs, like two stairs. Three oh stairs. wow! He's, he's a that. pussy, and 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 but by the way, anyone that talks and acts the way he does is because they are suffering from a low self esteem themselves, hmm. and they are they feel like they're inadequate so they feel they have to ha- put on this grandiose right. narcissistic personality that they have to what? overcompensate i think he doth protest too much he's constantly saying i'm the smartest person in the yeah, world exactly. nobody knows anything like but i know deep everything. down he cries because he's like i did wasn't that great of a student yeah hey my dad I, I, I i get you trumpy i get it like i've never felt good enough either i just haven't had the money to throw at things so that I can pretend that I'm his daddy never loved him enough oh poor but Trump. yeah I know I've, all that money well, and all what that. else is going on in the world besides uh, the rape I mean not that we can't talk about rape like all the time ooh we could talk about a little bit of sports and oh. a little bit oh so two sports. things oh yeah so I was reading today that um, here at the Oracle um, so the Alameda cops one of the i believe he's the owner of the raptors when they won last week oh uh-huh um he um was going down to celebrate with the raptors and one of the alameda cops like um said hey you not you don't belong here he's the owner by the way black uh-huh. man yeah um and he had the his you know his uh pass or what have you and the police officer was still trying to stop him because how dare this black man be an owner of a, a, a team or what have you and so the the cop shoved him and then shoved the, him yeah and then uh, the owner shoved him back like i who are you shoving now then the police officer lied and said that the owner punched him 
It's all. It's, it's actually all on, on the tape. news. It's on the news. It's, yeah, it's all on tape too. Wow. And this happened at the Oracle. This is the second. This is the third thing that has happened within this playoffs that just happened um, at the Oracle. So the Alameda cops are trying to say that this man punched him on tape. They lied. They lied. Of course Again, they lied. Because because that's what police officers do. And so well, I think that a, a lot of people to protect themselves would lie, but not just police officers. But it seems that. If you're, but when you're given positions of power and you abuse your power, I guess you're. Then you get caught. There needs to be consequences. There's so no. What, there's uh, never any consequences. Are there? Were there consequences? No. Yeah. Uh, the consequences was that they uh, charged the owner with a misdemeanor. What? What? They're trying to get it dropped because the cop lied. Well, it's also it's. He lives in Canada. They don't take kindly to that kind of stuff. No, I was reading some of the comments, and a lot of Canadians like, "Fuck this, uh, fuck America and their racist ass cops." And yeah, like, it was just exactly. Like, yeah, it was not saying Canada has some race issues themselves, but yeah, they're Are they racist against Inuits. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, yeah. Are they really? Yeah, it's it's pretty I had no, I bad. was trying to make a joke, and it's real. That no, tells you how. No, they've been pushing them off and what have you. Uh, it's. Yeah. Well, all. and we took their land too. I mean, who's mm-hmm. why do why do we have Alaska? Why is that one of our states? Anybody ever questioned that? Why do we have Alaska and Hawaii? They're not part of our mainland. They're not even close. Why? Because the white man is greedy. Right. Because we <laughs> wanted the oil from Alaska. We wanted all those natural resources, and we wanted Hawaii because it was a good base in between here and Japan. Mm-hmm. And the, why won't we make Puerto Rico? A state because they niggas <laughs> <laughs> like why why do we have them as like a territory but we don't just say your state and then give them all the rights and all the things yeah they and can't vote but they can come over you know see yeah because they niggas so <laughs> i mean we see. are so even our racism like even when we're being manifest destiny and i mean first we were like all right this land is ours all that we can see all the indians all the native americans are dead all right good and then we get over here we're like you know what we also kind of we want this over here we want this over here and then well we kind of want puerto rico but not really but kind of we'll just shit on it yeah yeah and then when they really need our help we'll have a president who will be like what a, what where what country is that? It's part of our country. It's surrounded by water, a lot of water. It's That's our part of saying. our country, just like. Well, not just like Hawaii is, but similar. It to. it it, it kind of similar. It is it, actually Puerto Rico, I believe, is a little bit closer to Florida, mm-hmm. and Hawaii is a little bit farther away. But obviously, it's our colonialism. Though yeah. our colonialism still exists, like. You know, we we poo-poo the British all the time for what they did to the actual India and Indians. And, the you know, the Dutch East Indies and all the Indonesia. And there's all kinds of places Africa. that were Africa, places that were colonized, South Africa. France. Oh, uh, yeah. France has the, the France had the Fr- new uh, French Guiana. And France still owes Haiti money. Hey. Right? Right. I mean, all of this colonialism that happened, and it's sort of been you know, dissipating over time and countries are now countries and these kinds of things. But we still have three examples of our colonialism in Hawaii, Alaska, and Puerto Rico. You know... Are the Philippines ours too? No. The Virgin Islands. I, Guam, I believe, is a territory. Guam territory. Is, so it's still... Guam is like which a territory is like more colonialism practiced by the United States. Just... Fuck yeah. I... 
kids. And we do it under the guise of, well, we're helping everybody because we're bringing our money in and we're helping them. <laughs> but then, mm-hmm. no. Look at Puerto Rico now. It still hasn't been repaired over it's been over a year and a half yeah. you know those people are still stuff suffering a lot of those people still don't have electricity i'll even take this a wow. little bit to the mainland katrina mm. after new orleans still hasn't been 100 percent after that and that was in 2005 detroit detroit yeah that's just what we did with the, our economy our economy uh, yeah. was what made a storm there yeah like St. that was Louis. a tsunami St. Louis is another place where I'm from, and that place is really, mm, but that and that's by economics. It's like, Cle- a, yeah, it's, it's an economic disaster land. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, and then people go, well, well, that gives an opportunity for growth, and it's like, you, but I mean, yeah, it's our world's falling apart, and we seem to just turn a blind eye to it. If I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to do other than. Well, we're doing Drink it. heavily and do some stand-up comedy here and there. I'm excited. I actually don't work tonight, which is awesome because I can go out and do what? some comedy. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I have I to work, but I don't have to close the bar. Thank God. Yeah, I get to go to Eagle and do an open mic. I haven't done an open mic at Eagle in a long-ass time, so I'm excited. And then I'm booked at La Rocca's. It's an 8.30 show. Um, Marty Cunney books it, but he's actually not going to be there tonight. It's going to be guest hosted by Greg Gettle. Nice. That's good. And there's good people at day. Uh, Dave, David Namier is going to be on it, and and Dronos. So that's it. Should be it. Should be a good. By show. the way, how was baseball? Oh, week? we tied zero zero. Damn. It was great actually because nobody lost. We just tied. So now when I was gone, we had a win, I guess. So we have a loss, a win, and a tie. That's great. We're not going to be in last place. As long as we're not in last place, I'm so happy. Like I've completely changed my idea of how I feel about comedy baseball i'm like just say words just say no words overthinking. just say words when's the next one i don't know okay i yeah. need to go to the next one well I've- and I, I i won't be here in in august so hopefully but i we're never gonna make it to the playoffs which is great i don't want to go to the playoffs anyway you never know i we we as long as we're solidly like in the middle of the pack i'm happy as a clam <laughs> i'm seriously just like even bottom half of the pack I'm fine just not last place and I don't even know where we came up last year because I never looked at the standings because I think we might have been in last place but well, um, it's you, okay I'm not I'm not known as a as an improvisational person well I need to go back and do that again I was too busy dog, I have a new dog now so oh. by accident and default because the owner that I was dog sitting for cannot take care of the dog because she gave me us the dog with a broken paw what so i had to spend thursday all thursday um at the spca emergency taking care of this dog wow so that is why i could not go to comedy baseball oh my gosh so and you were you were dog sitting for someone and then you just realized that they were not able they were like oh no incompetent. she gave me the dog with a broken paw so what would she step on it? Is she is she her senile? Four Did she year give old, money? Her four year old grandchild, I guess, was horse pl- playing too hard, and the dog and the there was a door and a dog <gasps> and a child involved. Oh my goodness! And so goodness. the paw had been like that for ten days. What? And so she, yeah, this is what I had been dealing with all the way up to. So did they give you a bunch of money? Um, yeah, I, I got some like uh, care credit or what have you for the dog, right? Because but that income. lady needs to pay for that whole. Dog well, debacle. 
she doesn't have the money for it. Oh, she doesn't. She, yeah. So, and she couldn't afford to take the dog anyway. So, why would you take a dog that you can't afford? Right. That's a whole other topic. But what kind of doggy? She is. I hate Chihuahuas. She's a, but she's a Chihuahua. She's a little Chihuahua. But she's only two months old, and she's a puppy, and she's cute and sweet. And she's oh one of my God! Little... You're gonna have a purse dog. Yeah, I know. Well, you can easily bring him here. I, here. Yeah, I was thinking about bringing him here, maybe next week. But I was thinking about yeah, bringing yeah. a family in here next week. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. because I'm. Don't forget. I'm yeah, Fourth of July. I know. I need to know where you live. Yeah, um, but yeah, that is why I could not do comedy baseball, and that sucked because I asked about it the day before. Cause I'm like, I, I'm missing something. I'm, I miss being on stage. I miss, I need right. to do something. Yeah. Cause it's driving me bananas. Cause every time I have an opportunity, some bullshit in my life comes up. Sure. And you're new yeah. to cute, tiny dog. Yeah. With a crushed paw. I guess I, I guess that this will give me a storyline to write with. Who lets a four year old play with a baby chihuahua? I don't know. I mean, that's... Uh, you, know, you know why I, the world's falling apart? Because everybody's fucking stupid. <laughs> Use some common sense. <laughs> you missed the story at the beginning that Jonathan told me about. A, he helped a lady. She was on her phone staring at something stupid. And she fell on her face and she busted her lip open. And she, had, she was bleeding everywhere. And, and uh, he had bandages and stuff. And he was helping. But look where you're going. It's It's so easy. The rules of life are so easy. One, look where you're going. Two, pay attention. Yeah, well, pay attention, look where you're going. Um, but two, if you move something, move it back. If you if you if you take something away, put it back. That's kind of a rule that works. Also, be nice, play nice. Don't yell at people. Use your common sense. Common sense. I mean, all of the rules that if people just had a little bit of tact, a little if they were a little less rude to one another, it, it would be there's just no more common courtesy. There's, there's. It's like no one has manners anymore. No, no, no manners. Please no common and thank sense. You, no, no the critical thinking no skills. What are we doing? No, uh, a president detached. is a alleged rapist. I, it's. I, I mean, let that sink in. I mean, hmm. like, but we were. I didn't. I'm not surprised because of his own words. It's, I'm just not surprised. I think it, it's. Again, it's like that movie Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> the dumbing down of people because we've gotten so lazy. We There's, can't rise up if we're dumbed down. You and someone, you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because someone mentioned too, with everything that's going on, you would you would think more people would be marching and protesting right. and doing but we're just letting it happen because we're so enthralled with stupid bullshit. Yeah. Like for example, you know, why a story that came out a couple of weeks ago about Beyonce giving someone a dirty look oh and it wasn't, God. it wasn't what they all expected. And the, the owner of the lady that gave the dirty look was getting death threats, stupid shit, or something that has to do with the car trash and things Just that celebrity, yeah, it's the cult of personality yeah, that we've all things that pull us away from the real issues where we say, Ooh, look pretty. Yeah. Brecht talked about the cult of personality. You know, rather than paying attention to something that is going to affect you right. and affect your pocketbook and your way of life. Right. You know, we're, we're, they're telling you to look over there anyway. Right. But then right here is where we're not taking care of our children and our old people. No. Seriously. How many people did I see on my way here 
who are over 60. Well, they look like they're over 60. Um, in tents, on streets, sitting on bus stops, looking feet. Oh my God, this guy yesterday with his flip-flops on. And there was another guy who didn't have any shoes and he was like barely kind of like, why? I was like, oh my God, who can we get this guy some shoes? Like, just, and we're living, and, and then at the same time, there's a $7 latte, you know? So it's like, um, I want my $8 avocado toast and my $7 latte. $8? That's the cheapest avocado toast. It's more like $15. $15 avocado. So like your breakfast is 20 bucks now, but then you walk outside and there's a guy with no shoes. Oh, and we just are all like, oh, that's a thing that happens now. So, but when do we, when we, when we don't take care of our children and our old people, it shows you what is wrong with us as a society. Children are blameless. Empathy. They didn't ask to be here. They didn't choose where they were born. They're here. We should take care of them. Em- old people have been here forever. Do we not respect them? Do we not respect the time they've been on this earth? They've been here all this time. They're still alive. And now we say, eh, fuck your face. You can't make money anymore. You can't, cause all you can do is consume, but you can't, you can't produce. You can't produce. You can only consume. Well, then we'll take care of you because you've been producing for years upon years upon years. Or maybe you were um, in the... Uh, the you were hurt and injured in the uh, serving our country, and back then, hey, you were a useful commodity. You were so you were making a product. Your product was war, and you were doing it. And it was great. And now you got a little PTSD, and you're kind of crazy, and you're living on the street, don't know what to do. But we don't help you. And so all the service, all the work and service that people have done over the years, when they're still alive, and we we shit on them. We say fuck your face. You're not worth anything. Live on the street, and we don't care. Like. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. It's same it's, thing with children. Same thing with dogs. And then don't kick a dog. It's 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 every day when you go outside here in this city, where it's like there's so many people that you can't help everybody here. No, we can't. I mean, as an I individual, yeah. that uh, you know, like I could at least give this person my my food. This right, one person piece, piece of pizza. We, but we, I can't give everyone because. I'm, it's just me. Uh, well, that's the thing is when I go to Milan Pizza at night with Jonathan, two pieces of pizza is ten bucks, and three is fourteen, and we just we get one for fuck my life. And if we see him on the way there, we get him a piece of pizza, and he always says thank you so much, and he's a nice guy. And I've been living on this, I've been living in that place for going on eleven years, and that guy's still there, and he's always lived outside. He's always been there. He's your neighbor. He's he's been living there for eleven years. I don't know where. What a door for I what it. The thing is, like, he's a person. He has a story. Not that I'm going to, like, sit down and ask him his fucking story. I mean, I guess I could, but I don't know. I I just don't want to turn into a cold San Franciscan. Yeah, right. <laughs> Already there. Because, yeah, I like, even yesterday, like, this guy was asking for money. I don't carry, I don't carry money with me anymore. I don't have any, like, loose change really with me anymore and i've got six bucks on me so i it's not like i want to i really don't have the money to give someone if they ask did i not even take that fiver (laughs) did it fall out and then it's but we live in the most expensive city and there's only so much as an individual can do 
because it doesn't matter where you are in this town. You're going to see it if you're on the public trans, if you're yeah. getting off the tra- public trans, if you're going into a grocery store, if you're walking just down the street, if you're going outside your house. You know, every day you're, you're going to have to see this. And I think what's going on is we're getting, again, we're getting detached and we're getting numb yeah. to seeing that. And our, we're losing empathy. And that is, that's a, that's a humanitarian crisis. Absolutely. That we don't have empathy. We don't see people as people. Yeah. You know, it's, Ding. I don't, I don't want to turn into that individual. I don't think I, I don't have the cold heart to do that, but there's certain getting things. Clo- I'm getting closer. I'm like, but there's it, only because it, it feels like there's no, there's no exit. It feels like I can't affect any change. And I don't know how to affect change at this point. Like, I, I can stand on this. I'm wearing my fuck Trump. I, I should change my jacket to Trump fucks. <laughs> From fuck Trump to Trump fucks. <laughs> That's pretty on point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wore I had more the jacket in a while, but only because I don't like to wear jeans on jeans because I it's kind of a Canadian tuxedo and right. I, I don't usually wear it in the United States when I'm somewhere else. Or when I was in Portland, I was definitely rocking the... Canadian tuxedo but um, I'm doing it today just to prove a point that he's the worst every day every day it's some shit and then every day I'm, I'm mad at the media at the way that they it, they, they they go after him but they don't go after him enough but well not and not with the right they, like, they need to go after with the spin of like he is a liar yeah here's all the lies real journalism told. like real journalism here like exposing what's really happening. I think that we're all just part of the cover-up because we're too afraid to, to what? I to, mean, to call him out and say, to say we made a mistake. If, if, Jeez. Wow. Did we make a mistake? I bet you if there was at least one day because he, he, he enjoys the attention he gets because right. every day he's in the news and if he doesn't have himself in the news every day, he falls apart I'm wondering if we did not report for him, report on him for a whole week, how, I mean, shit will be happening behind the scenes, but what, what it'll do to him, would it discourage him more if we didn't report on him every day? Because that's, I mean, he reports on himself though. He's got his Twitter feed. He's I, that's, and that's the thing. I mean, and he also can, he can tweet presidential policy, like the whole trans soldier thing. Like that was never a that was never a real thing. He just tweeted it, and he's like, "That's the way it is now." Oh, and now he's tweeting about trying to get in a war with Iran. Really, really, we're trying to get well, into another war. We've always wanted to be at war with Iran because they're they have a lot of they have a lot of like money and oil and stuff. But like, we, why wouldn't we want to? We wanna... we sanctioned them, and we actually had um, the Iranian deal, to, so the nuclear Iranian deal, so that way they get rid of. This their makes nuclear. no sense. Trump claims Japan doesn't have to help if U.S. is attacked. Oh Lord! What the you, fuck? Okay, we gotta read I that. Mean, is, it about, See, is, is he talking about Korea because South Korea is in, or North Korea is so close to Japan? Or? What is this motherfucker? I mean, I just can't even wrap my brain around. He's getting to create foreign policy. And it's, this is why I don't like to read the news every day anymore, because it's just, it's, it's, it's stupid. President Donald Trump again lamented 
what he views as an unequal military alliance Wednesday, claiming that if the U.S. is attacked, Japan doesn't doesn't have to help at all and can watch it on the Sony television. Are you? Did he say that? Yeah, it's. Is that what it (laughs) says? Trump's criticism of Japan came during an interview on the Fox Business News Network when he was asked about the possibility of bilateral trade deals ahead of his G20 trip, where he will meet with several counterparts, including Japanese President Shinzo Abe. Let me start off with a general statement. Almost all countries in the world take tremendous advantage of the U.S., of the U.S., told, uh, Trump told Fox Business by phone, repeating a common refrain of his 2016 campaign. Wow. Um... The president then criticized NATO broadly before singling out Japan for the terms of its military alliance with the U.S. If Japan is attacked, we will fight World War III with our lives and with our treasure, he said, adding, if we're attacked, Japan doesn't have to help us at all. Trump said Japan, he claimed, can watch it on the Sony television. Okay, the attack. Like it's like it's, it's a fucking TV show? Yeah. Like, like this is real. a fucking Truman show or some shit? Like, really? They well, can watch it on this. this these are people's lives. This is life and death. Yeah. I see this lives. man. I'm sorry. This dude is mentally military, fucking bonkers. People in the military, they're still people. Like, I really, and as, I have a hard time because I was watching another, I was watching a documentary about World War II. Uh, it was these cool, This they had a film, people went up with B-17 bombers. And it's so scary because these are just young kids, guys, going up in planes in these big groups of planes they could anyone could die at any time and they're all just like yeah we just did it and and i just all the people that have been in war and that like actually are fighting and shooting and killing other people that's crazy to me because you don't know those people and because they have a different belief system than we do or because we can't talk i i just don't understand i don't maybe i'm just naive but war is really upsetting people are dying like but you know what war is about making that dinero and that is why they you have people like um uh oh what's his name the defense secretary uh he has the ugly mustache whatever he looks like a dog literally he looks like a, a schnauzer john bolton that's his name um who was part of the afghanistan he was part of the bush administration uh in the early 2000s so he's a warmonger and he's been having a hard-on to go to war with iran for a while Mm. all because of those lovely contracts and it doesn't matter it's it's all about making that bag that cash but again, we, we're already in. We're already in Yemen. Oh, look at we're what they're already- saying. This is five hours ago because they're trying to fucking. They're releasing shit, and it's NPR, so I believe it. But Iran is about to exceed uranium limits. Is the nuclear deal dying? That means that. <laughs> that means that our administration is leaking things now to try to remember WWMDs. Remember going. Remember the whole war we started about going into. Uh, Saddam Hussein land and when there's Iraq. Like, no connection uh, I, oh yeah. I, yeah with Iraq we were looking oh they got the WMDs they got the weapons of mass destruction they got them and they never had them mission not they accomplished never, they never had them and is this the same thing well they're about to they're about to exceed uranium levels we don't really need to go in there and do something about it this gives us a reason to get it, in there it that's does, terrible it's it's it, it's an 
we've seen this show before. It doesn't end well. <laughs> but but the, you know, here's the bright side. A lot of people, and there are some Republicans that are not for what is going on with, they don't want to get involved with uh, Iran. I don't want to get involved with Iran. Because it's going to hurt their uh, possibility of getting reelected. I don't drive a car. I don't care about gas. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I know it's not gas. Petroleum products are a huge part of our lives. But I also don't like plastic that much either. Like, I, I, why do we have to be a petroleum-based economy? It's insane because we're going to pull it all out and it's going to be gone. And we know that it's really bad for the environment. We know this now. We've got to stop it. Stop it. Stop the prolifer- proliferation of fossil fuels. Exxon don't care. I know. We don't care because it's money. Yeah. But uh, see, this is another. Oh lordy, it's so fucking exhausting. And then a lot of this is a crazy way to start an off article. It's not often I disagree with President Trump, but as someone who has witnessed the brutal actions of Iran firsthand, I believe the president's decision to put new financial sanctions on the country in response to the downing of a U.S. surveillance drone is simply not enough to deter Iran in the near term. The U.S. has almost 1,000 separate sanctions levied against Iran already. There is no doubt the Iranians are being squeezed economically and their latest actions are a sign that they're feeling it. Targeting Supreme Leader Ayatollah al-Khamenei directly with sanctions will likely exacerbate the situation and produce additional military strikes by Iran. 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 The latest attack on our own drone makes it clear to me that Iran's hardliners currently believe we are at war with them. They have been clearly, covertly at war with us for three years. For years, not three. Clearly been covertly. That's funny. They've clearly been covertly, which are like two different. Oh, by the way, this is Fox News. Right. Well, that's why I said he barely disagrees because we're calling from the other side. Right. But even if that's the thing is that when Republicans start calling out Republicans, you know something's going on. And you especially know, when, if it's on Fox News. <laughs> now, Mitt Romney, I understand why Mitt Romney would be like, if there's rape allegations, we should look into them. They're serious because he's like, get this guy out of here. I want to be president because um, he has a sense of morality, like of any of any Republican that actually is in the moral right side or whatever it's so funny they call themselves the right but the moral majority or moral right or whatever america stands for is mitt romney because he's from utah and he's like i'm a family man i got the religion thing on lockdown honesty i'll give you this much on mitt romney because i'm still not a fan of him he's still a piece of shit but when he was governor of massachusetts he was the one that did the um kind of like the medicare thing for the state where most of his constituents were able to get Medicare either for cheap or not for free, but almost like what the ACA is. He started that in Massachusetts. So I'll give him them that. I'll give him them props. Well, there you go. Um, Iran is about to exceed uranium limits. Is the nuclear deal dying? Yes. Because DT don't know how to shut the fuck up. Iran is on the verge of crossing a key line included in the nuclear deal it reached with the U.S. and other powers in 2015. As soon as Thursday, it's expected to announce that its uranium stockpiles have exceeded limits set by the deal. I think it's a major bridge for them to go across, said David Albright, president of the Institute for Science and International Security, which monitors Iran's nuclear program. Albright and other experts believe that breaching the limit 
could spell the beginning of the end of the nuclear agreement, which the U.S. exited in May 2018. The nuclear deal is full of numbers and figures, but its purpose is simple to slow down Iran's nuclear program. Before the deal, Iran was within a few weeks of getting enough highly enriched uranium for a nuclear bomb if it chose to. The deal pushed that timeline back from weeks to about a year. Mm. I'm using my NPR voice. Under the multilateral joint comprehensive plan of action, Iran was forced to rid um, to get rid of lots of low enriched uranium. Low enriched uranium is kept at levels far below the 90% level considered suitable for building nuclear weapons. But large quantities of low enriched uranium can also be refined to bomb grade relatively quickly. So the deal capped Iran's stockpile of low enriched material to just 300 kilograms or 661 pounds. That was then. Last year, President Trump pulled out of the deal. Without the economic benefits Iran was promised in exchange for limiting its nuclear program, it has begun going back on the agreement. In May, it announced it would begin accumulating more low-enriched uranium. We will exceed the 300-kilogram limit, perhaps Kalmavani, the spokesperson for the Atomic Energy Organization of Iran, told reporters last week. By the organization's calculations, Iran will cross the line June 27th. Albright says, That's from tomorrow. a technical perspective, crossing the line is not that big of a deal. Low enriched uranium cannot be directly turned into a weapon. Not much is going to change, he said, but they're going to have to produce around a ton or a thousand kilograms before we really start to get nervous. This is nothing to play with. There's nothing to play with. This is, you, you know what this is? This is, this is North Korea apart again. Yeah, well, it's North Korea on one side, Iran on the other. They can both like. I mean, they have. But if this well, I, is the thing with those weapons is when you do it to one place, you do it to all places. Like the fallout is, we, you know, the, the fallout from Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we weren't testing things like that. We weren't testing the bovine secrete, the milk over here in California after that happened. It, we live on one planet. You can't like throw a bunch of particles in the air and then not expect it to, to affect, affect everybody. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with the, when the, um, the, the the in Japan the the uh, nuclear, nuclear power plant exploded or whatever happened it, the fallout oh yeah and 300 Japanese fishermen the next year all have testicular cancer duh duh well, like and and the, the radiation levels of our cows and chickens and all these things over in California and Petaluma were affected someone was testing them for radiation levels what was the radiation uh, the nine or in 1979. It was oh the, right mile, nine mile not mi- um, nine mile whoops yeah uh, not eight mile it's but not uh, eight. <laughs> yeah it was right it was the long it was on Long Island was it where was, was it? I remember yeah. watching a movie about it when I was little the and China it really scared syndrome. me was it the China syndrome that did that oh no no Silkwood I think Silkwood yeah yeah but With it was Meryl Streep Isn't yeah she great she was and share and she, yeah I, I gotta mean, watch that again yeah me too but also Bring the China back, syndrome too that was in seventy nine but the, the what is that? Got, uh, well, thirty-nine mile or thirty-six something. Yeah, something. The, and that's when a lot of people were like, they did. They were trying to get rid of the nuclear plants. No nukes. That that was a thing of the eighties, what have you. And, and and now I watched that documentary film made by one of the Kennedys. Was it one of the Kennedys? Anyways, it's about um, there's a there's a nuclear power plant right right by New York, like so close that if anybody attacked it. Oh, New York would be gone. It would be decimated. Yeah. And it's like, what? What? 
But here we are trying to fuck with people who have yeah. nuclear weapons. Well, and it wouldn't even have to be one of those. It could be any bomb. Yeah. That you could explode that place. The, and we'd the be problem is we had a deal with Iran. And the only reason why this is so petty, this is pettyville as a motherfucker, because the only reason why DT dismantled the, 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 the agreement, because you know who signed it? Obama. Oh, because he wants to undo everything Obama did. Petty. Like, I mean, hello, nuclear. Well, also, they want to start, they've been wanting to start a war for a long time. I know, but with, how, first East, of all, we, for whatever reason, we, we want what they have. We want their oil. But the we thing is, you, like, we ain't yeah. going to see shit if someone pushes that magic button. Ain't no, nobody going to get paid. No, we're all dead. Ain't, you're, we're, we're all dead. Yeah, then the apocalypse happens. <laughs> like the nuclear apocalypse will happen. Yeah. So it's just like, you're, no one's going to benefit Didn't by playing these watch war games. War games, yeah. Remember that movie with <laughs> Kathy Broderick? And everyone dies. Uh, the day after? Everyone dies. I mean, I remember watching all of the scenarios and he comes back and goes, this is this isn't a fun game because it's everybody dies. Yeah, it's it, it, <laughs> there's no way to win global thermonuclear war. There's no way to win. No, everyone loses. Everyone. I mean, you're gonna die. Everyone dies quickly. Yeah, and bad news. Yeah. Well, at least it'll be fast. It'll be like the end of that Star Wars movie where they're hugging and the the um. Is that Empire Strikes Back? No, no, it's the, one of the newer ones. Oh. So good and Didn't see and they're it. they have they're trying to upload the. They're the ones that the Death Star kills them basically, and uh, it explodes the whole planet. And they they watch it coming toward them, and they're hugging. Oh, and they, watch, and they know it's gonna, but it was it's instantaneous. Hopefully so. that won't be us. I mean, there, it could be. It could. I mean, the good thing is like even like what Fox News is presenting. They're like, uh, not a good idea, Mister. Yeah, yeah, stop poking the bear. Like that. It's petty. And I just don't understand why. Why we're poking the bears? Why can't we? Can't we take care of ourselves? We already got too much shit to deal with well, here. Well, we and the thing is that we need to stop thinking about different countries. We need to start thinking globally because it, we're really gonna come to crisis here. Well, everyone looks the, at us as weak now, right? So, well, we're weak and dumb because we have a fucking alleged rapist as our president mm-hmm. that we elected, and we call ourselves a democracy. And we start Twitter wars. I with know. different countries it's so dumb Twitter wars oh cause that's the real future yeah words that's... words are the swords everybody and and here's the thing people know how to get under his skin cause he's a child right he, I mean don't power struggle with a child because all it does is demean you don't give the the child any power you're the adult yeah people it's so obvious people know how to get under this dude's skin but or or to sweet talk him if you say something nice it's just like wow you are too easy buy him a Big Mac <laughs> well, go out tonight, see some comedy. Uh, go out to out. Uh, the Eagle, and then also to Laraca's. I'll try to pick up a set in the interim, but I don't think I can. I think that's. I think two sets will do it for me tonight. Hey. See if I can pick one up late night. Good for you for having a Wednesday night off. Oh, I know. And I've got to get back out there and be funny because people haven't seen me be funny in a while. Only Portland saw me be funny. I have a good set. Like I, I right when I came back, I taped it, and I'm dealing with putting the good sound on it. And I mean, it sucks because it's here, and it's it just a bunch of comedians. So that the, um, the what's it called? The audience support just isn't there. There isn't really the laughter. But I can use it for to apply to festivals and stuff because the jokes are fucking solid. 
I'm fucking funny. You I might, write funny jokes. We might have to do the, you know, the 80s sitcom laugh tracks. I, I know, right? Put that up behind it. Maybe. Maybe. That would actually be funny. That would, ah, 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 you can tell the generic laugh. But even watching those old TV shows now, it's really funny. I'm like, this is actually funnier than the show itself, the laugh, the laugh tracks. Well... I'm glad you guys listened to us. Don't don't uh, don't laugh track us. We'll be back next week. Spreading the word. Spread the word. Um, just stand up. Get out in the streets, everybody. Oh. Write some poetry. Do something. Go do see some, some comedy. Say something. Do some art. Say something. Help Say a fuck Trump. Stand on a corner and give someone some shoes. Yeah. Or some food. Please. And if you see something, record that shit. Yeah. See something. Say something. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna start playing this game every week. So. Last week we said there was going to probably be a mass shooting. Oh, it didn't oh, yeah, happen. Nothing happened. No, no. Um, but there was a police shooting. Oh. So what do what are we predicting for the Fourth of July? Because this. Oh is- my gosh. Okay, Fourth of July is going to be locally. There's going to be two people shot. I'm going to say one in. I'm going to say they're both going to happen in the mission. Ooh. Yeah, that's go, ooh. because of Dolores and because of now, you know what I'm even more nervous about. Let's not even go Fourth of July yet, because that's the day after for next week. I'm saying gay pride. That's this week. That's this week. So something crazy, I think, will happen during gay pride. I hope everybody's we, safe. We, everybody stay safe. I wish no ill will. We upon, don't like to do this, no, but but we know that it's coming. The apocalypse is upon us. We have to live in our reality. Yeah, but I. <laughs> Everybody be careful, definitely, mm-hmm. this weekend. Because, <laughs> because I, the, the, the best march, I think, is the trans march on Friday night. Unfortunately, I'm here, so I can't be a oh, part man. of it. Because I want to support my trans brothers and sisters. Their, like, their marches is actually a lot more fun now. It's way better. Because people are, because on Sunday, everything else for gay pride becomes like... White straight or white gay male yeah, pride. I noticed and that. And it feels like everyone's just coming in. They're just bridging tunnel. Tunnel, yeah. And there's a lot of people that aren't even gay. And they're just like, we get to party! It, it turns into Cinco de Mayo, which yeah. means that's all the people who are not of that of that latin descent it's like appropriate and i feel kind of guilty with gay pride because i'm like am i appropriating your gay culture because i'm no pretty i'm i'm straight I've been with girls I before I've, I've kissed girls yeah yeah i've actually i've been in a threesome with two girls there's only threesome i've ever been in was with two girls oh wow we gotta yeah. talk about that yeah. next time well we're gonna be we're- back next week <laughs> everybody be safe for pride go have a fun time um hug up hug up hug an lgbtq person with consent okay bye bye
from there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for, <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge for the kayaks, you know, <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs>
Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over san francisco and the bay area Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. 